Your neighbor Jim figured out that with MetroPCS, he gets unlimited data, talk, and text for $30, period. Babe, that color looks awesome. Just like he figured out that shopping with his wife will buy him a night with his buddies. That's Guy's Night Out figured out. You too figure it out. Switch to MetroPCS on the fast 4G LTE T-Mobile network for only $30, period. MetroPCS. Wireless. Figured out. Coverage not available in some areas. Plan includes first one gigabyte of data at up to 4G LTE speeds. See store or MetroPCS.com for details and terms and conditions and data management info. Hello again, everyone. I'm Joe Longinusa, welcoming you to another edition of Next on the T with Chris Mascaro, the show where industry leaders, golf professionals, and legends all come and discuss the great game we love so much. So without further ado, let's turn it over to our host to tell us who's next on the T. Chris, take it away. Hey, thank you, Joe. Hello, everybody, and thank you for joining me again on Next on the Tee. We are brought to you today by the great folks over at the French Lick Resort. Folks, they're Pete Dye and Donald Ross Design Courses. Recently ranked number one and number two in the state of Indiana by Golf Week. It was the site of last year's Senior PGA Championship and the LPGA Legends Championship. Check them out online at FrenchLick.com. And we're also sponsored by our friends over at the Leather Shop, makers of top-quality, custom-made leather dress, casual, and golf shoes. Folks, do your feet a favor and put them inside a pair of shoes that is going to keep them feeling good and looking good all day long. You can find out more information from them online at the-leather-shop.com. I'm your host, Chris Mascaro, and today I have the privilege of sharing two great guests with you. First up is going to be two-time long-driving, world-long-driving champion Jerry James. And Jerry was also Mr. California bodybuilding champion back in 1990 and one of the contestants on the Big Break 8. He's a PGA Class A professional and has a, a lot of great tips that, uh, for helping us you know, how to drive the ball a little better and further, plus play better golf. I'll talk with Jerry about all that and more here in just a few moments. Following him is a lady who makes my face hurt because I smile so much during our conversations. And that's LPGA Top 50 instructor Debbie O'Connell. Debbie is not only a great swing coach and a teacher of the game, but she's also fantastic with the mental side of golf as well. So I look forward to talking with Debbie about what would she say to Jordan Spieth if she had an opportunity to talk with him now. Plus, what can we do to fix ourselves if we find ourselves in a situation where our round is sort of getting away from us? Plus, we'll get some tips on uh, chipping and putting as well when Debbie joins me a little bit later in this half hour. So we're going to have a lot of fun today, folks. It's going to be another insightful show, and I'm so glad that you're here to take the journey with us. But let's start the show off right, and that's by helping you start your mornings off right. Go check out our friends over at Aroma Ridge because they offer an array of the finest mountain-grown gourmet coffees that you're going to find anywhere. You can find them online at aromaridge.com. Their secret, folks, hand-selected beans from a variety of coffee-producing countries from around the world. They roast those beans to perfection by their very own roast master. Their coffees are roasted to order. And if you like a little flavor in your coffee like I do, they have almost any flavor that you can imagine. Plus, they'll let you mix and match flavors if you want to create one of your very own. They also have added a line of biscotti cookies. And not only are their coffees great, but they are fantastic people as well. Check out all of their great products online at aromaridge.com. Next on the T is also brought to you, like I say, by our friends over at the French Lick Resort up in French Lick, Indiana. Folks, you want to talk about a spectacular resort to both play golf and to just relax and enjoy yourself. 
Well, you're not going to find a better place anywhere on the planet than the French Lick Resort. Go to FrenchLick.com to see how you can uh, find out more information about them. And let's actually hear a word from our friends over at the French Lick Resort. Now's the time to plan that golf getaway you've been dreaming about at French Lick Resort. We have new Golf Academy packages for 2016, guaranteed to take your game to the next level. Try our one-day Quick Fix Academy for golf emergencies. For more in-depth learning, try the Game Changer, designed to make you a better player. Our staff professionals are ready to work with you at French Lick Resort. Did you know there's only one place in the country that you can play courses designed by two members of the World Golf Hall of Fame on the same property? The Pete Dye and Donald Ross courses at French Lick Resort make us an ultimate golf destination for 2016. Check out the Ultimate Golf Package, the Hall of Fame Package, and other great offerings at FrenchLick.com. Let 2016 be that year you finally take your dream golf getaway at French Lick Resort. Play the courses champions play. Yeah, folks, I promise you, it is spectacular. My family and I, we can't wait to get back up there later this summer. The French Lick Resort needs to be on your list of places to stay and play. And oh, by the way, my friends, they have a casino right there on the property as well. For more information and to book your stay, go to FrenchLick.com. And every week here on Next on the T, we like to kick off the show by saluting the brave men and women serving in every branch of our military who are tuning in around the world. We, we want to thank all of you for the daily sacrifices that you and your families are making to protect our freedoms and our liberties. We also want to thank our veterans for all you and your families have done for us over the years. It's through your strength and your efforts that our way of life is even possible. Our sincere thanks as well to Sean Cruz and the wonderful folks over at the Armed Forces Radio Network. It is such an honor for us to have Next on the T as part of your network. You can find our show by going to armedforcesradionetwork.org. Also want to continue to remind our veterans, please be sure to check out globalvoiceforveterans.org. What a great site with news and articles and a wealth of information specifically geared towards our veterans out there. I'm, I'm sure you're going to find it both interesting and beneficial to you. Again, check it out, globalvoiceforveterans.org. All right, now joining me on the French Lick Resort guest line is Jerry James. Let me remind you about uh, some background on Jerry. His list of accomplishments is very long and very impressive, so I'll give you a few of the highlights. Like I mentioned in the intro, he's a PGA Class A professional. Back in 1991, he won the long driving contest at Cooper Creek, uh, Cooper Creek Course in uh, Colorado with a 417-yard drive. 25 years ago, folks, Jerry sit and drives over 400 yards. Ten years later, he did it again, hitting the, the longest drive of the year at the USA versus World Competition in Toronto, launching one 100, or 423 yards. And his longest recorded drive was 473 yards, two feet, six inches. Talk about a game with which I am unfamiliar. Jerry was a part of the Big Break 8. He finished fourth in that competition. He was the PGA Northern, uh, Northern Chapter Player of the Year in 2012 and 2014. And on a separate note, he won the Mr. California bodybuilding title back in 1990. And I'm very excited to have him with me on uh, next on the tee today. Good morning, Jerry. Thank you for joining me. Good morning, Chris. It's my pleasure. So, Jerry, I kind of want to start off with the last point, you know, you know your bodybuilding career. I'm, I'm curious, what got you interested in doing that? Well, uh, I left. Uh, I'm from northern. I'm, I'm a Midwestern guy, um, you know, so I'm from northern Michigan. And uh, you know, in the winter, I was just training real hard, and I grew up playing a lot of sports. And uh, I seen pictures of uh, 
you know, Arnold Schwarzenegger and, and Frank Zane and Robbie Robinson. And I said, man, I want to look like that. And so I uh, started lifting real hard and went out to California when I was 18 after I graduated high school and uh, started uh, lifting hard and started working out hard and, and uh, ended up 10 years later uh, becoming the uh, Mr. California overall bodybuilding champion. And uh, that wasn't without a lot of work and uh, some, you know, in order to be a bodybuilding champion, um, you know, you have to, uh, you know, you can't get there without uh, taking steroids and, and that type of thing. And, and so I was doing that and, you know, I was six foot five and weighing 280 pounds walking around. Um, and uh, I thought to myself, you know, if I keep on this, you know, endeavor, I said, I might not see my, uh, my child grow up because of, you know, the risks that I was taking uh, with uh, the roids and all that. So, uh, but fortunately, I had a driving range that was near my home and uh, in, in Southern California. And I just started going hitting golf balls. And uh, I found out real soon that I could hit the ball quite a ways, but I had no idea where it was going. So um, I started, uh, I went and sought uh, lessons from a very, very knowledgeable instructor whose name was John Insamo, and he happened to have been Tiger Woods' instructor from the age of 9 to uh, 15. <clears throat> and so I was actually taking lessons right along with Tiger for about two years, um, either behind him or in front of him, uh, basically every Saturday for about two and a half years. And I went from being able to not break literally 90, um, you know, so I'd shoot 90 to 110, and if I went to go play around a golf, to being scratched in, in literally 18 months and wow. just because of the proper fundamental instruction. And that's really what got me hooked hard into the game. And so um, from there, there I go. <laughs> <laughs> and, and Jerry, taking, taking lessons from bodybuilding, and, and, and I got to imagine there are mental disciplines and the ability to break through sort of mental barriers about what you can do and how much you can lift and how far you can push yourself that um, I imagine you're able to apply in, in golf as well. Is that, is that accurate? Boy, that sure is. I mean, when I won the Cal in 90, um, I dieted for six months straight. I went from 305 pounds down to 263 at 3% body fat. Wow. And I, I stayed on a, a real hard regimen um, of diet and exercise. I used to get up at two in the morning and uh, go run stairs from the Pacific coast highway all the way up. <clears throat> it was called a thousand stairs uh, down to the beach and, and, and on up. And the first time I did it um, running all the way up those stairs, um, I decided I got up and, and went and did it. And uh, I vomited um, the, the first time I ran the stairs at like two in the morning <laughs> And then when I, just before the contest, I was running the stairs 10 straight times and, and, uh, without, you know, any, that's how good my cardio got. And that's how, you know, how fit I got. And of course that's just discipline and and just breaking through barriers and walls. And, you know, you have to do a lot of the same stuff with golf if you're, if you're determined to get better. And, you know, kind of fast forwarding through a lot of the, you know, a lot of your golf career, you know, Jerry, I, I, I read that it was actually former PGA tour commissioner, Dean Beeman 
who recommended you to, to the golf channel and to do the big break. I'm curious, how did that come about? Well, Dean, see, I, I was training some PGA tour pros, um, physically. Um, so I was back in the back end of TPC Sawgrass with, uh, VJ Singh. And, you know, I used to hit balls with him occasionally and then just watch him. And then I, we, you know, we train together in the gym, uh, and, you know, kind of work on flexibility and stuff because flexibility when you start playing the game is hugely important. So Dean watched me hit balls and he said, man, he says, where did you learn your golf swing? And, you know, I explained to him the same stuff that I explained to you from, you know, John and, you know, learning the fundamentals over and over for a couple, couple of years. And he said, I love your golf swing. And uh, he said, what do you plan on doing? And I said, well, I'm, you know, doing long drive and, and he says, well, yeah, I can see that. And he says, are you going to play? And I said, I play a little bit. Um, I'm pretty good. And, you know, I'm not great, but I'm pretty good. And uh, he said, uh, I said, I'd like to get on this big break. And so he made a phone call, I think, to Arnie. And then uh, Arnie called Golf Channel. And, and uh, the rest, the, I was one of the first ones selected for a big break eight, which happened to have been the very difficult uh, big break and they had mostly tour players on there, Matt Avery and oh there's James Nettie's and some of the guys that are now playing on tour um were on that big break. So I was kinda out of my element in terms of that level of playing, but I ended up making it through a ways. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting because I was, I was sort of looking down the cast and I know uh, Brian uh, Contact ended up winning the big break that yep. season. And, you know, Brian is kind of an, an outspoken guy. I read that his friends actually call him Brian Conflict, uh, but uh, he's a uh, a really <laughs> good player. He had he had won the, won the 1999 Canadian Tour Order of Merit. So it wasn't like he was coming in there with uh, without having a lot of pedigree behind him. I'm curious, what was it like, you know, participating against that group of guys and particularly competing against Brian? I just um, basically took it one shot at a time, you know, through mental discipline. And, and I really didn't pay attention too much to the guys that I was playing against, um, you know, watching the big break after it got through, you know, Brian was kind of disrespectful to me, um, but never to my face, you know, but uh, off cam when he got on camera, um, there was some disrespect there, but I can understand right. it because I wasn't that good of a player. You know, I, I mean, I'm, I'm a, I'm a world long drive champ. You know, I wasn't that good of a player. Uh, and, uh, you know, Brian's, ah, you know, he, he, I don't think he's, you know, I don't think he can hold up. Well, I ended up, you know, holding up and, and getting through and, you know, I could shoot, you know, one, two under, but he was right. I wasn't that good of a player. I mean, my short game was terrible at that time. And, you know, so I took out of that big break um, lessons that I needed to learn about. Hey, you know, if you want to become an all-around all player, you better you better work on your short game a lot. So I did. And and to that point, Jerry, you know, uh, you know, we hear it all the time, right? The majority of the game is played from you know 100, 150 yards. And how how do you make the transition from being a big hitter like you are, and now now you're focusing on you know the short game and the touch and the field pitch shots. I think, uh, you know, there's, you know, a lot of relaxation in um, the practice of little short shots and, and being soft and around the greens and, um, you know, just feel uh, in, in visualization, 
um, plays a big, big part in short game. I think probably feeling visualization plays a bigger part in trust uh, than anything else. I was just up at the Masters last week, and, um, you know, I watched Jason Day not play particularly well on Sunday. Um, but I've seen him get up and down from everywhere. And I'll tell you, the average guy, had he hit it like Jason Day that day, um, probably never would have broken 80-85. This guy's short game is so good um, that you know, I, I think he would have shot even or one over that day. I followed him from hole one to hole 18, him and Dustin Johnson. And then on the reverse of that, Dustin Johnson hit it like in <laughs> – I have no idea how that guy didn't shoot five or six under, but he was missing four foot putts. And uh, so, I mean, who am I to say? I mean, they're both way better players than I am, but uh, I think uh, short game and visualization and being relaxed has a lot to do that with how good your short game is. Um, but that's hard to do, <laughs> certainly in a major. Uh, so it's easy to say hard to do. And, you know, speaking of playing in majors, I, I saw that, you know, you played back in the, the 2012 U.S. Senior Open at Indian Wood uh, Golf and Country Club up in Lake Orion, Michigan. The tournament Roger mm-hmm. Chapman would go on to win that event by uh, a couple of strokes over Fred Funk, Tom Lehman, and Corey Pavin. But talk about what it was like competing in a major on a course, you know, where, you know, it's, you know, it wasn't set up for where you can just go out there and bomb it. You know how, you know, the USGA always likes to grow the rough up and, you know, make it more of a, you know, uh, put a premium on shot making and that sort of thing. So what was it like for you playing in that event? Yeah, it was just another learning experience in, in my long line of learning experiences. And it really showed me how critical game management is uh, short game again, um, really, really critical, especially when you're, you're, you're playing in a USGA event. I don't care if it's the, you know, mid-am or, or, or the U.S. junior or, or, you know, the U.S. open. Um, they get those courses ready for every aspect. You cannot have a, a, a part of your game that really isn't sharp because those courses will expose the part of your game that's not sharp. And, you know, to your point, I was bombing it. I mean, I was hitting my drives, you know, 330, 340 off the tee. Uh, and at the same time, you know, there was a couple instances where I made bogey. And, uh, you know, um, you know, right up with 100 yards to go because, you know, I'd, I'd three-putt or missed the green slightly and didn't get it up and down with a chip. So it, it exposed my weakness. And Jerry, you've talked, you talked. You mentioned a few moments ago about training some of the PGA pros, and, and one of the things that that many of us do when we're when we're preparing, you know, to play around a golf, and, and you know, it, it, one of the things actually we don't do is really is stretch properly. We get to the course, and we may take a few swings on the driving range, you know, hit a few putts, and boom, away we go. Talk about the important proper way for us to stretch ourselves out so we can play our best. You know, there's a lot of aspects to stretching. And, you know, uh, on my DVD, Center Force Golf System, I have three levels that uh, I show people in stretching. So if you have, if you take the beginner level, it's, it's easy. You can do it in 10 to 15 minutes a day, and it'll really significantly help you in terms of um, getting ready to play golf, and especially over a long period. See, if you stretch uh, for four or five weeks in a row, you would be amazed the distance pickup that you would get, uh, especially if you stretch correctly. 
you know, even in golf lessons or, or, you know, physical, physical training or anything you do in life, there is a way that you make an extreme amount of progress. And then there's a way that you can either stall or even go backwards. I've seen people here at, I'm the director of instruction at the golf club at Southampton here in, in St. Augustine, Florida. And I have watched literal tour players or, or tour level players. Uh, they play on whatever, you know, mini tours or whatever. And, and they practice six, seven hours a day a, a lot of times and they go backwards because they're practicing the wrong thing. Um, you know, and it's the same with if you're not stretching correctly, if you're not working, there's a correct way to do things. And then there's a, in uh, and, and, and it's a lot of it's trial and error uh, if you're trying to figure it out yourself. But, you know, that's why I made so much progress going to John and Samal because when I learned, um, I myelinated the right stuff in my brain. I learned the right patterns right away. Uh, he, you know, started off with the fundamentals, grip stance, alignment, posture, and then taught me how to set the club on plane and, and use my body going through. And so I learned that stuff over and over and over again, um, week after week. And stretching isn't that complicated um, if you learn it the right way. But if you learn it the right way, you can make a lot of progress fast. And to your point, when you started out there, you said, you know, hey, on your DVD, you've got a couple of levels for stretching. What is, what is the different components from being, you know, hey, getting through the beginner piece in 15 minutes to elevating it, you know, to a net, to one level and then, uh, uh, you know, onto another level? Um, there, there are just certain breakthrough points that uh, once you learn certain stretches and there's two types of stretching. There's static and dynamic stretching. Um, so at first, I just do a lot of static stretching so it elongates, um, you know, your movements. Um, and then I go into some dynamic stretching, which dynamic stretching, the difference between the two is static stretching. You, you basically hold the stretch for a period of uh, 20 to 20 seconds to 40 seconds and breathe while you're stretching let the let the stretch release um, dynamic stretching you're basically doing movements fast and you're you're holding it for just a very very short period of time so then I introduce you know dynamic stretching and uh, and then you know I, I introduce a lot of uh, small stretches that people really wouldn't go into uh, uh, it's the, you know, if they didn't know, you know, how the, the physical body operate, you know, how, how the movements, um, coordinate with the golf swing. So just different levels. And, you know, I wanted to make the, the first level very easy so anybody could do it and, and get through it. And, uh, you know, something's always better than nothing. And people tell me all the time, well, I'm working out. Well, that's great. If you're working out, that's great because something is always better than nothing. But how are you working out? You know, I can I could take typically a person and show them how to work out in 15 minutes and do more than they're doing in in a two hour workout in in many cases. So there's wow. just different levels of yeah different levels of of uh, information. So it sounds like you know, maybe the beginner stretch is something that we could do as we prepare you know, when we're at the golf course, whether we're you know getting ready to hit some golf balls on the range prior to our tee times or. Uh, you know, in and around, you know, this, our start time, but it sounds like some of the other stuff is more life 
stretching so that, you know, you would do that stuff at home just as a matter of, you know, part of your workout. Is that right? Yeah, absolutely. You know, I'll give you an example. I'm 56 years old now and um, I still carry the ball and I'm talking carry the ball over 300 yards. And I do so with a, with a very efficient golf swing, but I would never be able to do that uh, if I didn't spend 15 to 20 minutes a day stretching. Um, You know, of course, you know, your hips are your workhorse. So I, I do a lot of hip stretching, um, a lot of core stretching. And then shoulders are, are very, very important that you learn how to uh, correctly stretch your shoulders. And I have some specific movements that, you know, uh, you, can go to, you can go to my website and kind of glean through my website, uh, jerryjames.com. And, you know, you can look on that for free and, and look through that and, and uh, you know, you, you basically pick up some tips and um, I think there's some, if I haven't downloaded some stretching video uh, video clips, I don't know if I have uh, lately or not, but you can kind of go through there and see some basic fundamental stretching. And um, But as I said, the hips are the, are the, are the, are the workhorse. So, you know, and by the way, that's not where you get all your speed. A lot of, a lot of people say, well, you know, where are you getting all your hips? And that's just a part of the, of the power accumulator. Um, your arms create a tremendous amount of speed, but they have to be in front of your body in order to, because speed without uh, uh, correct swing plane, you know, you're going to hit the ball everywhere in, in club face. So you got your path in your face and you, you have to make sure that your path and your face are, are coming in to impact in, in a correct, correct uh, position. I'm talking with Jerry James here on next on the T and Jerry, just a couple more before we let you go. And, and you mentioned VJ a little while ago. And one of the things I read is, you know, how hard you work at your game and, and, uh, and you do have an opportunity to, to play with VJ Singh sometimes. So I'm curious, talk about what it's like, uh, you know, practicing with VJ who's got an unbelievable practice regiment. And I'm sure it must be something you guys work on together, but talk about playing with him and practicing alongside VJ. Well, I don't really, play with him much anymore and um nor do i practice with him much anymore i used to quite a bit but um he back in the day i mean hit more balls than probably anybody i've ever known um he used to literally hit a uh, thousand to fifteen hundred golf balls a day um wow and, and a lot of that was so that his timing was impeccable um but i remember i'll give you one specific example uh, when he was the number one player in the world, he uh, we were out in the back practicing, and there was a there was a green about 80 yards from us. And at the time, he had his uh, caddy go up and remove balls from around that green, all the balls that are around on that green, and he took a full bag of balls, which were Titleist, you know, Pro VXs. Uh, practice balls and he set them down and he hit balls to that green out of the 90 balls that were in that bag. He made eight of them. He made them (laughs) and there was not a ball out of that 90 ball bag that was outside of 10 feet. Wow. That's how good he was from that position. And, and Jerry, like I say, before we let you go, um, in, in your website, you, as you mentioned, Jerry James, and Jerry's with a G, so it's G-E-R-R-Y, James.com. 
tell our listeners what they can find when they go to your website and then, and how they can keep up to date with the things you're doing, whether, you know, whether that's on your site or over social media as well. Um, yeah, they're, they're going to find on my website, just some basic fundamental tips on, you know, how to get better and what to, uh, what to expect, you know, to, to get better. Um, you know, basically there's, there's no mystery to golf. If you find a really, really competent, uh, instructor they're going to say a lot of the same stuff that i say um and and by the way um there's a lot of good instructors and how to find one is if a guy plays competitive golf you know or has played competitive golf in his life i think that's the best way to find an extremely competent instructor um that takes the theory out of golf instruction to a large degree now that's not to say that you know, everybody that plays high-level competitive golf is a great golf instructor, but that's the basis for my uh, – I mean, I, I remember Lee Trevino, and I took this to heart, you know, never take a lesson from somebody that can't beat you. Well, I don't know about that, but um, there weren't <laughs> many people that could beat Lee Trevino. <laughs> but I think that unless you've been there, it's, it's very difficult to teach people to the highest level. Um, so, you know, just basic tips and, you know, um, how to move their body, the golf, you know, what, you know, the golf swing is all about. And, um, you know, it kind of just, uh, gives an overall view of, of who I am, what I'm, what I'm doing. And, and I kind of keep up with it a little bit. I should be on the net more than I am, but, um, I'm not, uh, it's a good way to market yourself, I guess, but, you know, I'm busy teaching. I teach a lot of lessons out here. As a matter of fact, when I get up the phone with you, I've, I've got uh, six lessons booked today, and uh, I usually do between five and six lessons every day. I try to cut it off at that point because I get too exhausted. But, uh, <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's a lot of fun, and I love helping people. I love seeing people get better at all levels, and uh, it's just, you know, it's why I, why I get up in life. I mean, it's really a lot of fun. And tell, tell our listeners again, Jerry, what, what golf course you're at in St. Augustine? Uh, the golf club at Southampton, um, it's off of uh, highway 210 and it's a semi-private club and it's, uh, it's a good little club that you can come and play. Um, people have a lot of fun playing it and, uh, you know, come in and, uh, have me take a, take a look at your swing. I'd love to do it. And, um, you know, if you have any questions, you know, you can email me online and um, I'll, I'll answer them as I have time. That's great. Jerry, thank you so much for taking time hey. away from your morning to be a part of the show. It was great getting to spend some time with you. I hope you'll come back and do it again sometime. It was uh, a pleasure thank talking you. with you. Absolutely. I appreciate you reaching out. All right. Take care, Jerry. All the best to you and your family. I look forward to the opportunity to catch up with you again, hopefully real soon. That is Jerry James, two-time world drive, world-long driving champion. And he's, you know, obviously, you know, from the intro, you, know, you see all the great things that uh, he's accomplished over the course of his career, the big break eight and uh, uh, the PGA Northern chapter player of the year twice in 2012 and 14. Great stuff. So look forward to having Jerry back on the show, hopefully, like I say, real soon. We've got our next guest, Debbie O'Connell, hanging on the line. We're going to get, get, get to Debbie on the other side of this word from our friends over at The Leather Shop. Check out our friends at The Leather Shop, the only company in the world with the ability to provide true, custom-fit, handcrafted, full-grain leather shoes and boots online. That's right. No need to leave home for quality handmade shoes. 
The best part? The models on their website are mere suggestions. You can request customizations to any design shown or submit your own unique design. No extra charge. For more information, visit our website, nextonthet.net, and click the TLS logo on the bottom of our homepage, or to visit them directly, go to www.the-leather-shop.com and click your country's flag in the top left corner. That's www.the-leather-shop.com. You're listening to Next on the T with Chris Mascaro, heard around the world on the Armed Forces Radio Network. And now back with me on the French Lake Resort guest line is by far one of my not only favorite guests, but also one of my favorite individuals, and that's Debbie O'Connell. Let me remind you about Debbie's background. She's an LPGA Class A teaching and club professional. In 2002, she was named the LPGA National Professional of the Year and the LPGA Southeast Section Professional of the Year. 2004, high school alma mater, what did they do? Ridgeway High up in New Jersey, they inducted her into their Athletic Hall of Fame. 2008 and 2009, she was named a top 50 instructor by the LPGA. In 2010 and again in 2012, she was recognized by Golf Digest as one of the top 50 female teachers in America. She won the inaugural Nancy Lopez Golf Achievement Award back in 2007. She's also a media professional, having been featured in Ladies Links for Golf Magazine and on LPGA.com. She's hosted her own show, the Debbie O'Connell Radio Show, for a decade and the Par for the Course TV show as well. She's also the founder of Golf Positive, which offers multimedia and live educational opportunities to enhance enhance both your golf game and your life. And you can see her sharing some of her instructional tips now on the Golf Channel as well. And like I said at the top of the show, every time I have Debbie on the show, my cheeks hurt afterwards because she makes me smile so much. Hey, Debbie, thank you for joining me on the show again. It's great to have you back. Hey, Chris, thank you so much for having me. I always enjoy chatting with you about the great game of golf and many other parts of this game and and the mental game and everything that has to do with it. And you're a phenomenal host. I always appreciate being with you. I appreciate you saying that. And, and Debbie, sort of the mental side is kind of where I wanted to kick off our time this morning. You know, uh, we all, you know, just recently saw Jordan, Jordan Spieth and what happened with him last week at the Masters after he bogeys 10 and 11, then he hits his first tee shot in the water on 12. For Jordan, Debbie, or, or any of us, you know, who kind of see our rounds kind of unraveling before our eyes and spiraling out of control, what can we do? to slow our minds down and get ourselves back on track? Well, the first thing you want to do when you find that something is going wrong in the round and, and you feel like you're, you're heading downhill in the wrong direction is to remove yourself as quickly as possible from the emotions of the moment. You know, step away. Uh, I'll give you a quick example of what I did in high school, actually. I had the opportunity to play softball with my sister. She was the pitcher, and I was the catcher, and she was phenomenal. So what would happen sometimes if she got into a bit of trouble, I would run out to the mound, and instead of talking about something that had to do with her pitching or to correct anything going on there, I would say, hey, what do you think, Mom's kind of we'd, – we'd laugh a little bit, and we'd remove the intensity of the situation – from the moment and we get her off the concerns and the, the nervousness about, man, I just walked a bat or I gave up two hits or whatever was going on at the time. And what we had to do was just remove that. And that's what people can do when they're out on the golf course. Just remove yourself somehow and say something positive, think something funny, 
Uh, and, I, and I'm thinking Jordan's caddy. I don't know Jordan personally, but I would think anything that he could have done to get Jordan out of the emotions of the moment could have possibly helped. And then you can get back into it. Because it happens all the time in golf. I mean, you can't be at that peak state mentally focused for the entire four, four and a half, five-hour round. You have a chat with your caddy. You talk about some other things sometimes. And then you get back into it and get focused. But to remove that negative feeling and even thinking anything positive, looking around uh, during your round out there and saying, wow, I'm so lucky to be out here. Or isn't it a beautiful day? Um, I enjoy playing with my playing partners or whatever it might be. Just remove it and then reestablish that intense focus again. And, and speaking of sort of, you know, the negative feeling, you know, if, if you had an opportunity now, Debbie, to, to, to sort of sit down with Jordan, what advice would you give him on how to sort of, you know, put those three holes, put the missed opportunity at the Masters, you know, behind him and, and now move forward so that, you know, the next time, he's in, you know, a similar situation that that memory doesn't come creeping back into his mind. It, you know, in life, Chris, you're going to get what you focus on. And I would tell him first, it's never a failure if you learn something, because there will be times in his future, he's in a situation like that. And when he steps over a ball after deciding to hit a draw with his caddy into a shot, and this little voice comes in and says, you know what, I want to hit a cut. And he'll know next time, step away. He'll know also what one of the things he said was, I didn't take that second deep breath and have true focus on my line. So he will learn from that experience and be better the next time he's in it, as long as he does that. You know, the past doesn't equal the future as long as you don't live there. (laughs) So if he doesn't (laughs) live with the angst of it, he doesn't yeah. live with, I failed, and he lives with, wow, what an awesome learning experience that was for me. And then kind of forget it. Take it a lesson, but then do the best he can to make that memory as fuzzy as possible once he learns the lesson. And focus on all the amazing shots he hit throughout the last three masters. I mean, look at, I mean, second, first, second, and your first three masters. I mean, it, he has a lot of great memories to go back to and focus on and play that video, play the highlight video over and over and over of all the wonderful up and downs. I mean, he almost won the masters without hitting the ball. Well, you know, admittedly, mm-hmm. he said, you I mean, he, he broke his driver on Wednesday, had to get over that mental obstacle of a brand new driver to tee off on Thursday, handled that beautifully. Didn't hit his irons great all week, but, made up and down like crazy from everywhere. His putting, he was so confident and focused in his putting. And and with the confidence he had and belief in himself, he overcame not hitting it well. And uh, he'll do it again. So that would be the advice I'd give him. You know, learn the lesson, then make the memory very fuzzy. You know, like it's never happened. There's too many good memories, uh, Augusta, for him to ever have that hang on. Yeah, that's great advice. And Debbie, we, you know, sticking with, you know, Augusta National, we've seen, we've seen the folks over there, sort of, at least in my opinion, sort of loosening things up a bit over the last couple of years. And they've got female members now. They're growing the game with the drive, chip, and putt contest. It both, you know, has both boys and girls competing in it. We saw Lydia Ko hanging out with Kevin Na there this year. Do you, do you think, is, is there ever a chance you think that we might get an LPGA Masters event, maybe say in 
in May, since the course is only open from October to May. But it may, maybe it's the optimist in me or the Debbie O'Connell effect having taken over <laughs> me. But it, 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 to say that, you know what, it, this might be something that could actually happen. I don't know. What do you think? That would be amazing for the game. Uh, I hope so. I mean, I'm with you on that. And you know what? Let's keep putting it out there, and I'll have an opportunity to probably see Mike Wan sometime in the future. I can pop him an email and ask, hey, is this on your radar? Let's all all do what we can to make this happen. But I'm sure all the LPGA Tour players would like nothing more than to have an event there at Augusta National. That would be just phenomenal. I mean, they'd put on another major. They have five already. <laughs> but, you know, their their LPGA, quote, masters has been what used to be the Colgate, the Dinosaur, the Craft Abisco. Uh, that, that, that event name has changed, uh, but it's now it's, – it's an event that's played every year the same time, the week before the masters, as a matter of fact, out in Palm Desert, California, at Mission in – golf course and that is kind of the LPGA's version of a masters type event because it's at the same amazing course for since its inception and when it became a major uh, it, it became very special to all the tour players but to have an event at Augusta National for the LPGA would absolutely be phenomenal so we need to get Condoleezza Rice on that get yeah that. right talking to the powers at B and I'm sure she could have some major influence and and get that to happen and Debbie, like I mentioned at the top, you've done a lot of media work yourself. How do, how do you feel about the state of women's golf? Not from a quality of play standpoint, but more about how it's being covered. The, the coverage is there with the Golf Channel. We get many, many hours on the Golf Channel. I, I think the viewership is sometimes down. And just like a typical PGA Tour event, if there aren't the names that people recognize in the finals or competing for the win, the ratings will drop on the weekend. And I think that, too, happens on the LPGA Tour. You know, for the Americans who are are watching, if there's not a Lexi Thompson, a Michelle Wee, a Brittany Lincecombe, Stacey Lewis, or any of those top players for the U.S. squad out there, the viewership does go down. Uh, I think sometimes, you know, the LPGA is played on the Golf Channel at off hours where it's, there's not the opportunity for the masses to watch, but the coverage is there. If you want to see the LPGA tour players play, you can find them. And the golf channel, I think has done a fine job with that. And, and just curious, Debbie, on, on both the men's and the women's side, when you look across, you know, the majors, you know, as you mentioned, the LPGA has five, and, you know, obviously the PGA with four. Is there one major on both sides on the men's and the women's side that you favor over the other that you really enjoy sitting down watching? Well, on the men's side, it's the Masters. You know, that I just totally enjoy planning nothing else on a Sunday afternoon except watching the Masters. And then the Women's U.S. Open. I, that is an event that I think any player on the tour dreams about the most from the LPGA Tour is being a U.S women's open champion. So that has that same level of intensity about it. The challenge of the golf course, you know, what the USGA does to those poor players. um, (laughs) Sometimes I feel bad for them, but uh, to watch how they are challenged mentally and physically for the four rounds of a a U.S. women's open for the four rounds of the masters. It's really neat to see who 
will raise their game, that extra two millimeters, I'd say. And I think that's probably what happened with Jordan. He was at the utmost peak intensity for the first nine holes, obviously birdied the last four of the front. And then I think that two-millimeter shift of maybe a thought, and, and he hasn't said this, of, wow, five-shot lead, let's just, let's just cruise in. Let's make pars in. I'm not sure if that happened, but if there was any kind of thought of hanging on. And I think all the listeners may have experienced this in their own game where maybe it was the first time they were going to shoot, uh, break a hundred, you know, and they say, man, if I, if I just finish the last four holes at two over, I can break a hundred for the first time. And typically what happens is a double bogey or triple on the next hole. So if, if you get a little bit ahead of yourself on anything, it's that mental game shift that happens and gets in the way. And I'm sure many who are listening, or everyone, if you play golf, it's happened to you, where you have a great round going and then someone says to you, oh, my gosh, you're playing better than I've ever seen. And then you're like, wow, yeah, I really am. And then something happens. Right. And, and, and man, I wish you, never, wish you wouldn't have said that. <laughs> you know? but, <laughs> yeah. uh, so it's just, and then when you're playing at that level, of that's necessary for U.S. Women's Open for the Masters. You, it's it one. It's difficult to maintain that ultimate peak performance mental level, and if you lose it by just a notch, you can make a bad swing. So that's oh, yeah. it's fun. You know, it's a, such a challenge for these players. Oh, when you know, and you, as you mentioned, you know about you know, just playing recreationally. My buddies always like to tell me that, like you know, hey, you know what? If you make a five on this, so you'll break eighty. <laughs> Thanks, I appreciate that. <laughs> And, and, yeah, you, and in that situation, here's the key: you, you to refocus and and take that breath, kind of laugh it off. Yeah, okay, whatever, and then get into your routine. Like what Jordan said, he didn't take that second deep breath, and he didn't have the same focus on his line. And he'll learn from that. But everyone else can learn from that too. If you have a routine where you take a deep breath, make sure even if someone made a comment to you and it threw you off for a second mentally get into your routine, and that's the value of a pre-shot routine. If you don't have one and you're listening, find one, create one, and do the same thing every single time before you hit a shot, and then repeat it and repeat it and repeat it, and that will help you be in the best mental state before a golf shot. And Debbie, you, you made mention of something like this a, a moment ago, but one of our regular guests on the football side on our show Thursday night tailgate is former uh, New England Patriots running back Tony Collins. And Tony always says, what you think about most will come to you, which is very similar to something that I've read that you've, uh, that you've put out there uh, and you just talked about it a moment ago, but you get what you focus on in life. Talk about that philosophy. Well, it's, so important. I, I, I heard a story one day about uh, one of these highways in California, and there's absolutely nothing on this highway except a telephone pole maybe every 30 yards, and they have accidents on this road. And what the comment was that this gentleman said when he said he looked up the statistics of this, and he's like, I can't believe there's this many accidents, and they hit the telephone pole, that very skinny telephone pole with all that land out there. And he says, really what happens is they're coming around the corner, they're losing control a little bit, they see the telephone pole, and they can't take their eyes off it. And then they hit the <laughs> telephone pole. With all, there's more space than you can imagine, but they'll hit the telephone pole. So <laughs> their focus goes there. And if you, you know, just think of sometimes if um, someone said to you, hey, can you go get the salt for me? 
and you say, I don't, I don't know where the salt is. Where? It's in the cupboard. I don't know where the, I haven't seen the salt. I haven't seen it. I can't find the salt. I don't know. So you get over there, you can't see the salt because you're not focused. Your focus is, I don't know where it is. And I've done that. I remember doing this. My mother would always tell me, say, it's right here in front of you. And I kept saying, I can't find it. I don't know where it is because I didn't want to get up to begin with. So I'm like, I don't know where it is, Mom. Well, yes, you do. It's in the cupboard. No, I don't know where it is. I can't find it. And you know what? She walks up and she says, here it is, right in front of you. But we do. We, Our mind and our brain is incredible with what we tell it. And, and here's, a, here's a cool thing, too, Chris. The questions you ask yourself. If you're asking yourself, why can't I do something? How come this always happens to me? Why do I always bogey this hole? Or why can't I hit the driver farther? Your brain's going to answer the question with why you can't. But if you start saying, how can I get better? What can I do to improve this? How much can I achieve in life? Whatever, something bigger, something positive, your brain will start to search for those answers. And that's where then you'll foc- your focus will be on the things you want in life. Wow, that's fantastic. And, and I'm talking with Debbie O'Connell here, the founder of Golf Positive. You can find her online at golfpositive.com. We're here on Next on the T. And, and Debbie, just a couple of more before I let you go. For, for our listeners who are heading out to the golf course today, tomorrow, whenever, uh, I, I wanted you to share a couple of the tips that you have on your site for helping us, you know, cut a few strokes off of our scores. First, I saw you, you got a great video on the site again, golfpositive.com about how to hit a bump and run when we find ourselves short of the green, but yet still in the rough. Can you take us through how to play that shot? Oh, absolutely. I love the bump and run shot the best, and I really enjoy teaching it. You know, what I noticed is about 95% of the people that come to me struggling with, this bump and run or chip and run shot is that they're too wristy. So when I get them do right away, I said, this is the no scoopy poopy shot. So then they'll always <laughs> remember, all right, they don't want to be poopy. So they're going to say, all right, I have to get myself out of that. But what happens is our brain without coaching thinks that the idea of the shot is to lean back away from the target and then scoop and lift using your wrists, lift the ball in the air. So that's what our brain in its natural would kind of instinctively think we need to do. The opposite is exactly the way we want to hit the shot. You want to lean towards the target, about 70% of your weight towards the target. And then with that lead side, the the side of your body closest to the target. So for me as a right-handed golfer, it's my left side. What we want to do is keep those hands ahead and keep the back of that wrist very solid as you're coming through impact. The golf club head needs to stay low to the ground. Let the club do the work. We hear that all the time in golf. Let the club do the work. So it's truly a pendulum-type swing. feels a lot like a putting stroke, if you do your putting stroke well, using your bigger muscles, upper back, shoulder, chest muscles, just swinging your arms back and through. Kind of, It'll look like a letter Y if someone's watching you. Once you get set up, you have a small case letter Y with your lead side, and then your hands and wrists stay nice and solid. That club stays low to the ground, brushes through that grass, pops the ball out of there, and rolls right towards the hole. So the most important thing, I think, to remember is to keep that club low to the ground. Do not scoop it. It's the no scoopy poopy move, right? We're going to stay low. <laughs> We're going to pop that and see it happening. See that ball pop off your club, 
land on the green and roll. And be specific. Remember, we get what we focus on. So you want to know the shot exactly the way you want it to happen. So picture where, how high is it going to fly in the air, where is it landing, watch it roll towards the hole. Watch it roll in. Many times when you get comfortable and confident in your technique and you can repeat it, you're thinking you're making that. And start to get to that point, but focus on exactly the outcome you want. Stay nice and solid with your wrist. Let it swing like a pendulum, and you're going to lower your golf scores. You've also got a great putting drill that has us coloring in half of the golf ball to help us understand how we're rolling the ball. Talk about that drill. Oh, it's a drill. I'm not sure who showed it to me, but I learned this from another professional along the way. It's phenomenal. And and the thing I say in the video is if if you have a shot glass, it'll work to color your golf ball because if you put a golf ball on the top of a shot glass and hold it there and you just make a circle around it, that should be the very middle of the golf ball. And then color in one of the sides. Once you are on the practice putting green, when you set the ball down, Make that different color, the line that it creates exactly on your target line. And then what's going to happen, you line up. That line looks wobbly. You came across it or pushed it a little bit. You didn't hit it square. When you see that line perfectly straight after your stroke, that means you had a, a great contact, probably a little bit on the upswing, got a good roll on that golf ball. But it gives you direct feedback, which we all want when we're practicing. We want to know that we're hitting that putt with some good, solid contact. After all, we want to make sure that ball starts on our intended line. Really, really important to make more putts, and then with a good roll. So by watching that line, you'll be able to determine whether or not you're doing that. So great drill. Just color in half the golf ball, line up that line in your target line, and stroke away. And, Debbie, one of the things I love so much about your site is is the welcome message because in it it says – Join Debbie in her journey as she strives to reach her full potential by helping you reach yours. As an instructor, talk about the fulfillment you get by watching your students get better. Oh, Chris, sometimes I'm jumping up and down. I start dancing. When I see a student hit a shot that is the best shot they've ever hit or they feel like a golfer, you know, all of a sudden they make a swing. Oh, my goodness, that's the best swing I've ever made, the best shot I've ever hit. Or they come back. I'll get text messages. I just got one from one of my high school students last week saying I, I had my lowest score ever in, uh, in, in high school golf. And, and he was so excited, and he shared that with me. And, and it's just really rewarding, but it's, it's not me. It's, it's the student learning. You know, and that's the most important thing. You know, I, I'm not a teacher unless I have someone learning. And that's the key is for the student to understand and be able to get better and, and, and take what they're um, practicing on and continue to improve. And, and I work, obviously, as you can tell, a lot of mental game besides the physical. Like, well, I worked a lot this winter with high school students. We worked about technique for a long time through the winter, but then as the season was coming up, now we started working on mental things, challenge them, make five in a row, um, chip shots within five feet, and, and pushing them on the challenges that will happen on the golf course. But it's so rewarding as an instructor. And one thing I really love is to get someone who's never played the game before and watch them grow in the game and start to fall in love with the game of golf and go from someone who's absolutely petrified to step on the golf course to 
playing in, in leagues and tournaments and just having a great time and the experiences they have. That's what it all, it's, it's all about that. You know, the experiences they have with their friends and family out on the golf course and uh, to watch them get better is, is awesome. It's just, it's, and to help people reach their potential. That's, that's what it all, it's all about. And as I continue to learn and grow myself, I'm able to continue to share that. That is so wonderful. I, thank you for sharing that piece. Debbie, remind our listeners how they can follow you online and over social media as well. Well, I have, uh, I think I have most of them. I've got the Twitter account, I've got the Facebook, everything's golf positive with those, uh, Instagram. Uh, what else do I have? The Pinterest. I've got, I've got all those. And then my website, golfpositive.com. And the neatest thing on my website now is a trip that I'm running, Chris, to the Solheim Cup in 2017. Maybe you'll even be able to join us. It's a week-long trip. It's in Des Moines, Iowa. And here's the really fun part for me. The day everyone arrives will be August 5th, Des Moines, Iowa. And that happens to be my, and I'm going to say it, 50th birthday. Oh, my. So I have the DJ book. We will be we will be dancing the night away that night and uh, celebrating not only Team USA and the Solheim Cup but my 50th birthday, and then from there I'm going to have a two-day event called the Golf Positive Cup, where I'll divide all the participants into two teams and we'll do a match play event and have a, a lot of fun ourselves out on the golf course and then we'll go cheer real hard for the U.S. team and. As you could imagine, I know you might be surprised. I'm the lead cheerleader on the U.S. side. I'm in the stand. We have song sheets out there, and we're cheering away for Team USA. We'll do that for the next three days, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and, and keep that cup. We're going to keep the Solheim Cup again with Captain Julie Inkster coming back as our captain. So that will be a really exciting event. I have that up on my website if anyone is interested in joining me for that trip. It will be a really fun time and uh, great celebrating the whole entire week. That is absolutely fantastic, and so are you. Debbie, thank you so much for continuing to make my cheek hurts from smiling so much when I get the opportunity to spend 20 or 30 minutes with you. It's, it's always a joy to have you on the show and to be able to talk with you. I hope you'll come back again soon, share more of your tips, more of your insights with us, because I, just, I love it so much when you're a part of the show. Well, I love being a part of your show, Chris. Uh, as I said, you're a phenomenal host, and your passion for the game of golf is, is just contagious as I talk to you. So thank you for having me on. Ah, thanks again, Debbie. Look forward to catching up with you again soon. And, and until then, my friend, all the best to you and your family. Thanks so much as well to you. Thanks. That is Debbie O'Connell. Again, golfpositive.com. And, folks, you, you want to just, like I say, and I mean it from the heart. She is so great to be around and to listen to her and the smile in her voice. And it's all so infectious. And she translates that into the videos you get to watch on her site when she's, you know, giving you some tips like we talked about here. Some of the video tips you can find it on there as well. You know, you, you walk away from every interaction with Debbie O'Connell feeling better about yourself. So she teaches you about the game. You, you, you get better. You get the, you know, the opportunity to go back and, and view those you know, videos over and over and over again. But you get your mind in the right place, and it's just you know, the game of golf becomes more fun. Again, Debbie O'Connell and GolfPositive.com, folks. It just doesn't get any better than that. 
All right, folks, it is time for me to put a bow on this episode of Next on the T. Before we do close up shop, I want to remind you about our friends and our partner, PGA professional Jim Estes and the great folks over at the Salute Military Golf Association. Let's hear a word from Jim about the great things that they're doing. The Salute Military Golf Association was created to provide rehabilitative golf experiences to the brave men and women who have been wounded while serving our country. Hi, I'm Jim Estes, PGA Golf Pro and co-founder of the Salute Military Golf Association. With my adaptive golf program, we've successfully helped thousands of soldiers in their recovery, both mentally and physically. The SMGA has been providing family-inclusive golf experiences across the country since 2007. To date, the SMGA has equipped more than 1,000 warriors with properly fitted golf clubs and has extended its clinic series to more than eight chapter and affiliate locations across the U.S. If you are a wounded veteran interested in participating or if you'd like to learn more about the Salute Military Golf Association and find a chapter closest to you, visit our website at smga.org. We've seen firsthand how impactful golf can be in aiding one's recovery. The Salute Military Golf Association, empowering wounded veterans one fairway at a time. Visit smga.org. That's smga.org. Yeah, they are doing some amazing things there at the Salute Military Golf Association. Please, to find out more information and how you can get involved, go to smga.org. All right, everybody, my sincere thanks again to Jerry James and Debbie O'Connell for making today's show, uh, show so much fun for me to be a part of. I hope you enjoyed it as well. Please check out our sister show, Thursday Night Tailgate, with me and my co-host Bob Lazari and our announcer Joe Lajanusha. That show airs live Every Thursday night from 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern Time, you can stream it live on Blog Talk Radio. You can catch it afterwards on the Armed Forces Radio Network. You can also find us on iHeartRadio, Spreaker, TuneIn, Stitcher, Player.fm, and SoundCloud as well. Over there, we are joined every week by legends from you know from around the game, you know from around the NFL. Today's players, legendary players, some of the great media members that are covering it as well. So please check that out. You can find uh, both shows, this one next on the T and Thursday night tailgate over social media uh, on social media. You can find us on Facebook. We've got pages there. Please check it out. Give us a like. Share your comments with us. That's very important to us as well. You can find us online. This show next on the T.net or ThursdayNightTailgate.com. Stream, download any of our archive episodes for free, folks. Plus, stay up to date with who some of our future uh, guests are going to be as well. Thank you again for choosing to listen to the show. We know you've got hundreds of shows out there that you could choose, and the the fact that you've made Next on the T one of them, we truly appreciate. Until next week, hit them straight, my friends. You've been listening to Next on the Tee with Christmas Carol, where PGA and LPGA legends, pros and top instructors, and media members go to tell their stories. Join us the same time every Saturday to hear more stories about the game we love from the people who love sharing those stories with you. It's all about the great game of golf. It's all about the great game of golf. the choice of a crispy chicken BLT to Wendy's 4 for 4 is the biggest thing since rappers trying to sing. I got me out and I sound like a robot. 
but do you like the sound of this? Wendy's 4 for 4 now comes with a choice of a Junior Bacon Cheeseburger or a Crispy Chicken BLT. From Detroit to Macon, I keep the crisp like bacon. Both are topped with crispy Applewood smoked bacon and come with four nuggets, fries, and a Coke for just four bucks. Oh, yeah. At participating Wendy's for a limited time, meal includes small fries and a drink. Not valid in Alaska and Hawaii. Great things are happening at your friendly neighborhood Safeway. Stop by and see all the things that make a supermarket just better. Like new low everyday prices on family favorites. Shop with your club card and pick up bananas for an incredible 48 cents a pound. And for an easy, delicious dinner, get whole roasted chicken for only $4.98. Bigger selections, friendlier smiles, lower prices. Safeway, it's just better. 